My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. Today, brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you about this phenomenon that is circulating on the Internet about retiring early and how as Christian investors, it is not meant for us to retire early. God will and I'll explain how to structure your financial plans to not only get to retirement, but get through retirement. And we'll wrap up with three things you can do today to gain financial freedom and live the life you dreamed of. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 12 through 13, it reads, I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in his toil. This is God's gift to man. In the scripture, it lets us know that work is not supposed to be hard. We are supposed to put our heart and our souls into our toils and be able to reap the fruits that it produces. In Proverbs, there says that there is profit in all toil, no matter what we do. Even if we feel that maybe, just maybe, the things we did were a waste of time, but they weren't. I think it was Thomas Edison who said he ran a thousand experiments and they're like, well, were they wasted? And he says, no. I just found a thousand ways not to create the light bulb. So when we toil, when we work, there is some profit, even if it's an experience. As a father of four, I know a lot of things that I went through in life. I was like, God, why am I going through this? You know, it doesn't align with my goals. It doesn't align with who I am or or what I want to get accomplished in this life. Why are you throwing these things at me? But as a father now, as my children grow older, and I see them going through similar situations, now I can be that guiding light. I can be that mentor to them to say, listen, I've been where you're at. I can empathize with you. And this is what I found out. Now, we can't control the future. We can't control their decisions, but we can inform them of real life situations. So there was profit. It just didn't come when we thought it was going to come. Also, we get the pleasure of actually seeing the fruits of our labor and be able to enjoy them. Because think about it, all the hard things that I went through in life, to be able to see my kids not go through those things, I can enjoy it. I can smile and say, listen, my kids didn't go down that road. My kids did not suffer the same things that I went through. So what is the definition of retire? I thought it was very important that we look this up so we're all on the same page. Retire is actually a verb, an action, something that we do. And it says, leave one's job and cease to work, typically upon reaching the normal age for leaving employment. Now, what is your definition of retiring? And what are you retiring to? What are you going to do once you travel to all your favorite places? What are you going to do once you ate at all your favorite restaurants? What are you going to do once you slept in to 11 a.m. four weeks in a row? What are you going to do once you called all of your friends and played cars for six months? What are you going to do once your hunting season is over and fishing season hasn't started yet? You know, how many rounds of golf can you really play? These are real questions that we need to ask ourselves because in our minds, we think we're going to retire. We're going to have all the fun in the world, and it's just going to be the next 20 to 30 years of happiness and doing what we want and no longer on the hamster wheel of quote unquote work because when we retire we are merely going from one stage in life to another we're going from one work environment to another 
Just because you retired doesn't mean you stop being a steward of God's wealth. That is a job that you continue to have as long as you live. I mean, you're still going to have to manage your income and expenses. You still have to occupy yourself for eight hours that you used to go to work and commute. You still have to maintain the house and your relationships with friends and family. You still have to commit yourself to doing righteous deeds and giving to the less fortunate. You still have to keep up with your policies, your warranties, your insurance and your investments. So what do you do? Because retirement despair is real. I had a guest, Tony Hickson, and his mother was a hospice nurse for years. She loved her job. But technology took her from the bedside of those she was helping to transition back home to behind a computer desk. Her passion were with those that were breathing their last breath. And when she couldn't take that spiritual distance, she retired. She had the money. Her son was a financial advisor, so all the numbers checked out. She had her financial plan. She had everything in order. And she could live the life that she wanted to and sail off into the sunset. But unfortunately... That's not what happened. At the therapy, speaking to pastors, his mom had a despair that she couldn't shake. She was legitimately depressed. She didn't have hope for the future, and unfortunately, she took her own life. Now Tony goes around the country crying out to people to please, please, don't let retirement be the end of you. Don't just plan to get to retirement, but plan to get through retirement. Now, let me give you some tips on how to structure your financial plan so this despair is less hard on you when you finally decide to leave the thing that you've known for the past 20 years. One, take a pencil and paper or your iPhone or Android, get into the notepad section, and I want you to take five minutes and I just want you to write down everything that you ever want to do in this life. I'm talking vacations, dinners. Clothes that you want to buy. I mean, Disneyland or whatever. I want you to imagine here. And I really want you to sit with this for a little bit. I want the ideas to come in and just jot them down. Don't try to filter them. Don't try to articulate if this is really what you want to do or not. I just want you to make the list as long as possible. Then two, I want you to take another five minutes. And I want you to write down everything you're willing or want to do for others. And I'm talking about volunteering joining a committee because in retirement, our servitude to humanity does not cease. When we work, we have a talent. We have a skill that we give out to the world. You know, whether you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, you're a doctor, you're serving people. So this servitude, once again, doesn't stop in retirement. And number three, I want you to ask this very crucial question. What has God called you to do? What has been on your heart when you're at your job, you're thinking about retirement. What has God put on your heart to do after retirement? This is going to be the cornerstone of what you're going to build your financial plan on, because at the end of the day, we only have one life. We're not going to spend this life toiling for other people only to say, I didn't do what God called me to do. Some people, they call it a bucket list. But it is more than just a bucket list. This is a lifestyle list. And the last point is who you need to become in order to complete these tasks. Because whatever it is, you're going to have to start now. You have to become the thing that you want to do. If you want to speak on a national stage and tell your story, you're going to have to become 
a great speaker. You're going to have to know about stories. You're going to have to know about analogies. You're going to have to know how to connect with your audience. You're going to have to become the thing you want to do. And working is just something to generate income. Remember that. Working is not an end to the goal because once you leave, once you pack up all your stuff, once you roll over your 401k, that company is going to continue. That company is a life in and of itself, and it only uses you as a stepping stone. Now, don't take that the wrong way. You may contribute in a great way. You may work at a food bank and you may do God's work through that job. But once you're gone, that mission continues. And that's the same with our life. No matter what we do for 20, 25 years, the world is going to go on. But you will always be working. As God's stewards, we are always working for the Lord. We don't work for man. We work with man. We don't work for men. We work with IBM. We work with Walmart. We work with your company. You don't work for your company. They are buying your time and you are selling them your set of skills. That's it. When they don't need your skills or you don't want to sell your time, it is time to part ways. And they do it. They either let you go or you leave. Because understand this, you belong to God. You're not a slave to any company if you're a child of God. It is a mutual exchange. And when that exchange is not mutual, then it's time to work with someone else. Many of you listening have had multiple jobs. When was the last time that your first job that you ever had called you and said, you know what? Since you left, our company has never been the same. We want to call you back. Now, some of you have recently retired and may have gotten that phone call, like come back and be a consultant. We still have some pending work we would love for you to consult on until this project is done. But what happens a year or two later when that project is done? When the company moves in another direction, once again, we fall into this cycle again where they say, thank you for your service, but we no longer need you. See, God doesn't let you go. God doesn't say your job is done until you go back home. So if you have the chance to transition, why not transition to what you want to be? And it all starts with a plan. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you've been blessed today. Today, we spoke about not rushing to retiring. Because all work that we do should be in the name of our Lord. Our toils will continue until the day we die. But as it says in Proverbs, all toil produces profit. There is a reason you are working and how you are working. We know we are working, but we need to take control on how we are working. So once again, take the steps. Write down what you want to do for yourself, what you want to do for others, and what God has called you to do and make actionable steps to be that. But it all starts with planning. If you need help planning your life out and don't know where to start, schedule a consultation with me at abrwealthmanagement.com. Book a call. Let us create a Christian financial plan that you can be proud of. Well, my name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm a certified private wealth advisor with over a decade of experience in the financial industry. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Be sure to subscribe on this listening platform and leave a comment. Well, that's it for me. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice 
should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Olajuwon Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Olajuwon Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.